23rd day of like christ by andrew murray this librivox recording is in the public domain like christ in the likeness of his resurrection for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection that like as christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the father even so we also should walk in newness of life romans chapter six verses five and four on the likeness of his death there follows necessarily the likeness of his resurrection to speak alone of the likeness of his death of bearing the cross and of self-denial gives a one-sided view of following christ it is only the power of his resurrection that gives us strength to go on from that likeness of his death as what we receive at once by faith to that conformity to his death which comes as the growth of the inner life being dead with christ refers more to the death of the old life to sin and the world which we abandon risen with christ refers to the new life through which the holy spirit expels the old to the christian who earnestly desires to walk as christ did the knowledge of this likeness of his resurrection is indispensable let us see if we do not here get the answer to the question as to where we shall find strength to live in the world as christ did we have already seen how our lord's life before his death was a life of weakness as our surety sin had great power over him it had also power over his disciples so that he could not give them the holy spirit or do for them what he wished but with the resurrection all was changed raised by the almighty power of god his resurrection life was full of the power of eternity he had not only conquered death and sin for himself but for his disciples so that he could from the first day make them partakers of his spirit of his joy and of his heavenly power when the lord jesus now makes us partakers of his life then it is not the life that he had before his death but the resurrection life that he won through his death a life in which sin is already made an end of and put away a life that has already conquered hell and the devil the world and the flesh a life of divine power in human nature this is the life that likeness to his resurrection gives us in that he liveth he liveth unto god ye also likewise reckon yourselves alive unto god through jesus christ our lord o oh, that through the holy spirit god might reveal to us the glory of the life in the likeness of christ's resurrection in it we find the secret of power for a life of conformity to him to most christians this is a mystery and therefore their life is full of sin and weakness and defeat they believe in christ's resurrection as the sufficient proof of their justification they think that he had to rise again to continue his work in heaven as mediator but that he rose again in order that his glorious resurrection life might now be the very power of their daily life of this they have no idea hence their hopelessness when they hear of following jesus fully and being perfectly conformed to his image they cannot imagine how it can be required of a sinner that he should in all things act as christ would have done they do not know christ in the power of his resurrection 
or the mighty power with which his life now works in those who are willing to count all things but loss for his sake philippians three verse eight ephesians one verses nineteen and twenty come all ye who are weary of a life unlike jesus and long to walk always in his footsteps who begin to see that there is in the scriptures a better life for you than you have hitherto known come and let me try to show you the unspeakable treasure that is yours in your likeness to christ in his resurrection let me ask three questions the first is are you ready to surrender your life to the rule of jesus and his resurrection life i doubt not that the contemplation of christ's example has convinced you of sin in more than one point in seeking your own will and glory instead of god's in ambition and pride and selfishness and want of love towards man you have seen how far you are from the obedience and humility and love of jesus and now it is the question whether in view of all these things in which you have acknowledged sin you are willing to say if jesus will take possession of my life then i resign all right or wish ever in the least to have or to do my own will i give my life with all i have and am entirely to him always to do what he through his word and spirit commands me if he will live and rule in me i promise unbounded and hearty obedience for such a surrender faith is needed therefore the second question is are you prepared to believe that jesus will take possession of the life entrusted to him and that he will rule and keep it when the believer entrusts his entire spiritual and temporal life completely to christ then he learns to understand aright paul's words i am dead i live no more christ liveth in me dead with christ and risen again the living christ in his resurrection life takes possession of and rules my new life the resurrection life is not a thing that i may have if i can undertake to keep it no this is just what i cannot do but blessed be god jesus christ himself is the resurrection and the life is the resurrection life he himself will from day to day and hour to hour see to it and ensure that i live as one who is risen with him he does it through that holy spirit who is the spirit of his risen life the holy spirit is in us and will if we trust jesus for it maintain within us every moment the presence and power of the risen lord we need not fear that we can never succeed in leading such a holy life as becomes those who are temples of the living god we are indeed not able but it is not required of us the living jesus who is the resurrection has shown his power over all our enemies he himself who so loves us he will work it in us he gives us the holy spirit as our power and he will perform his work in us with divine faithfulness if we will only trust him christ himself is our life and now comes the third question are you ready to use this resurrection life for the purpose for which god gave it him and gives to you as a power of blessing to the lost all desires after the resurrection life will fail if we are only seeking our own perfection and happiness god raised up an exalted jesus to give repentance and remission of sins 
he ever lives to pray for sinners yield yourself to receive his resurrection life with the same aim give yourself wholly to working and praying for the perishing then you will become a fit vessel and instrument in which the resurrection life can dwell and work out its glorious purposes brother thy calling is to live like christ to this end thou hast already been made one with him in the likeness of his resurrection the only question is now whether thou art desirous after the full experience of his resurrection life whether thou art willing to surrender thy whole life that he himself may manifest resurrection power in every part of it i pray thee do not draw back offer thyself unreservedly to him with all thy weakness and unfaithfulness believe that as his resurrection was a wonder above all thought and expectation so he as the risen one will still work in thee exceeding abundantly above all that thou couldst think or desire what a difference there was in the life of the disciples before jesus death and after his resurrection then all was weakness and fear self and sin with the resurrection all was power and joy life and love and glory just as great will the change be when a believer who has known jesus's resurrection only as the ground of his justification but has not known of the likeness of his resurrection discovers how the risen one will himself be his life and in very deed take on himself the responsibility for the whole of that life o oh, brother who has not yet experienced this who art troubled and weary because thou art called to walk like christ and canst not do it come and taste the blessedness of giving thy whole life to the risen saviour in the assurance that he will live it for thee o lord my soul adores thee as the prince of life on the cross thou didst conquer each one of my enemies the devil the flesh the world and sin as conqueror thou didst rise to manifest and maintain the power of thy risen life in thy people thou hast made them one with thyself in the likeness of thy resurrection now thou wilt live in them and show forth in their earthly life the power of thy heavenly life praised be thy name for this wonderful grace blessed lord i come at thy invitation to offer and surrender to thee my life with all it implies too long i have striven in my own strength to live like thee and not succeeded the more i sought to walk like thee the deeper was my disappointment i have heard of thy disciples who tell how blessed it is to cast all care and responsibility for their life on thee lord i am risen with thee one with thee in the likeness of thy resurrection come and take me entirely for thy own and be thou my life above all i beseech thee o my risen lord to reveal thyself to me as thou didst to thy first disciples in the power of thy resurrection it was not enough that after thy resurrection thou didst appear to thy disciples they knew thee not till thou didst make thyself known lord jesus i do believe in thee be pleased o oh, be pleased to make thyself known to me as my life it is thy work thou alone canst do it i trust thee for it 
and so shall my resurrection life be like thine own a continual source of light and blessing to all who are needing thee amen note i add here an extract from marshall on sanctification in which the reality of our being partakers with jesus of the very nature in which he lived and died and rose again is very clearly put i have often regretted that the somewhat antiquated style of this writer and the introduction of questions not of immediate interest to the soul seeking the path of holiness prevents his book from being as well known as it deserves to be it is on all hands acknowledged to be the one standard work on the subject it has been given him by god's spirit with wonderful simplicity to set forth the great truth that holiness is a new life a new nature prepared for us in christ jesus and that therefore every step in the pathway of holiness whether in the use of the means of grace or in obeying god's commands must be one of faith i have thought that an abridgment of the work in which all that is essential is provided in the author's own words would supply a real want and might be a blessing to many i have prepared such an abridgment which has been issued by the publishers of the present work under the title of the highway of holiness Quote, the end of christ's incarnation death and resurrection was to prepare and form an holy nature and frame for us in himself to be communicated to us by union and fellowship with him and not to enable us to produce in ourselves the first original of such an holy nature by our own endeavours one by his incarnation there was a man created in a new holy frame after the holiness of the first adam's frame had been marred and abolished by the first transgression and this new frame was far more excellent than ever the first adam's was because man was really joined to god by a close inseparable union of the divine and human nature in one person christ so that these natures had communion with each other in their actings and christ was able to act in his human nature by power proper to the divine nature wherein he was one god with the father why was it that christ set up the fallen nature of man in such a wonderful frame of holiness in bringing it to live and act by communion with god living and acting in it one great end was that he might communicate this excellent frame to his seed that should by his spirit be born of him and be in him as the quickening spirit that as we have borne the image of the earthly man so we might also bear the image of the heavenly first corinthians chapter fifteen verses forty five and forty nine in holiness here and in glory hereafter thus he was born immanuel god with us because the fullness of the godhead with all his holiness did first dwell in him bodily even in his human nature that we might be filled with that fullness in him matthew chapter one verse twenty three colossians chapter two verses nine and ten thus he came down from heaven as living bread that as he liveth by the father so those that eat him may live by him john chapter six verses fifty one and fifty seven by the same life of god in them that was first in him two by his death he freed himself from the guilt of our sins imputed to him and from all that innocent weakness of human nature which he had borne for a time for our sakes 
and by freeing himself he prepared a freedom for us from our whole natural condition which is both weak as his was and also polluted with our guilt and sinful corruption thus the corrupt natural state which is called in scripture the old man was crucified together with christ that the body of sin might be destroyed and it is destroyed in us not by any wounds which we ourselves can give it but by our partaking of that freedom from it and death unto it that is already wrought out for us by the death of christ as is signified by our baptism wherein we are buried with christ by the application of his death to us romans chapter six verses two three four ten and eleven god sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for sin or by a sacrifice for sin as in the margin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit romans chapter eight verses three and four observe here that though christ died that we might be justified by the righteousness of god and of faith not by our own righteousness which is of the law romans ten verses four to six philippians chapter three verse nine yet he died also that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us and that by walking after his spirit as those that are in christ romans chapter eight verse four he is resembled in his death to a corn of wheat dying in the earth that it may propagate its own nature by bringing forth much fruit john chapter twelve verse twenty four to the passover that was slain that a feast might be kept upon it and to bread broken that it may be nourishment to those that eat it first corinthians five verses seven and eight and chapter eleven verse twenty four to the rock smitten that water might gush out of it for us to drink first corinthians ten verse four he died that he might make of jew and gentile one new man in himself ephesians two verse fifteen and that he might see his seed i e such as derive their holy nature from him isaiah fifty three verse ten let these scriptures be well observed and they will be sufficiently evidence that christ died not that we might be able to form an holy nature in ourselves but that we might receive one ready prepared and formed in christ for us by union and fellowship with him three by his resurrection he took possession of spiritual life for us as now fully procured for us and made to be our right and property by the merit of his death and therefore we are said to be quickened together with christ his resurrection was our resurrection to the life of holiness as adam's fall was our fall into spiritual death and we are not ourselves the first makers and formers of our new holy nature any more than of our original corruption but both are formed ready for us to partake of them and by union with christ we partake of that spiritual life that he took possession of for us at his resurrection and thereby we are enabled to bring forth the fruits of it as the scripture showeth by the similitude of a marriage union romans chapter seven verse four we are married to him that is raised from the dead that we might bring forth fruit unto god End quote. End of twenty third day